Hey all you tunes out there, and welcome back to a new episode of the History of Animation. Today, I want to talk about the first woman to work for Disney. Now, I know most of you are probably thinking about the ink and paint department, but that's not actually what I want to talk about today. True, ink and paint was famously the department mostly ran by women, but Walt Disney did actually hire women for the story department as well. The first woman to work at Disney was named Bianca Majoli. I'm sure most of you have never heard of her, and that's not too surprising because most of her work goes uncredited, but that's exactly why I want to talk about her. Born in Rome, Italy in 1900, she moved to the United States as an exchange student. She went to McKinley High School in Chicago, which is where she had actually met Walt Disney himself. They were originally classmates. Granted, they didn't know each other well at the time, though it does seem that he drew some pictures for her in her yearbook. After graduating from high school, she went to the Art Institute of Chicago, then the Leonardo da Vinci School of Art in New York City. Majuli was able to find work as a freelance artist on fashion magazines, even working as an art director and brochure designer for JCPenney. But wanting to do something else, she decided to reach out to her old classmate. In 1934, she sent this letter to Walt Disney himself in hopes that he would hire her for her company. It said, If you can do so without causing yourself too much inconvenience, please arrange to see me sometime. I am five foot tall and don't bite. I have a pantomime cartoon strip that I'd like very much to market, and you might be able to give me some information. Walt Disney actually responded to this letter saying, I'm so sorry you don't bite, but nevertheless, should be very glad to have you drop in and see me anytime at your convenience. It doesn't seem like anything happened with Majoli's comic strip, but she was still able to get a job. Walt Disney hired her on the spot after seeing her portfolio. Her first major project to come out was Elmer the Elephant. It's basically Dumbo, because, you know, it's not stealing if it's from your own studio. But no, really, Elmer the Elephant is about an elephant named Elmer who gets bullied for their appearance, only for them to save the day, thanks to that same exact thing. She said her inspiration for the work was mostly due to the bullying that she had to endure at the studio. Oh, before I go on, I should say this. Walt Disney seemed to have no problem hiring women or people of color, but he did not help them when they were being harassed by their co-workers. He felt these so-called pranks were a good source of imagination and morale for the company. And reading about these pranks, it's pretty insane by today's standards. I even heard of one where they put a live pig underneath a woman's desk. Why this was funny, I honestly do not know. So yeah, the story about an elephant being bullied for something that was out of their control was something really close to her heart. Not that she got credit for writing it. The next project that she worked on was the Silly Symphonies series. 
It was a series of animated shorts that the studio produced from 1929 to 1939. A total of 75 were released. Many that she had worked on were not completed, but some of her works include Wekin, Bekin, and Nod, and Woodland Cafe. Of course, while she got the job because of her art and storytelling abilities, she also helped the company out in other ways. Being from Italy, she was fluent in Italian and was able to help translate Carlo Codoldi's novel Pinocchio for Disney. She also gave Walt suggestions on how to adapt the story and how to improve it. She was also known to help develop reference materials, including Bambi, where she visited the nearby zoo to draw the newborn baby deers. And some of this reference material was used on later projects done way after her time, like the films Cinderella and Peter Pan. But sadly, due to the stress from being bullied at work, she took a vacation. And when she returned in June 1940, she found someone else at her desk. She had lost her job, and no one had even bothered to tell her. That was the end of her career in animation. She did work on private commissions for glass panels and ceramic work, and even illustrated books. One of the books that she illustrated is named The Children's Treasury in 1959, and she passed away in 1997. It's extremely sad that many people don't know about all of her contributes to the company and to animation in general, but that's why I wanted to talk about her today. As always, I'll leave links to my reference material in the description, and be sure to let me know what other artists are out there that you want me to do an episode on that might not be credited or remembered as much as they should be. Well, hopefully, I'll be able to do an episode on them as well. I do have a few of those planned in the future already, but I'm interested to know if there's any that I haven't heard of. 